0: And now how is unity challenged? Well, maybe their pastor was doing something that they really didn't like. Uh, maybe um, there was somebody in the church that was doing something they didn't like. Maybe there was a Sunday school teacher that was doing something they didn't like. And, and usually when, when somebody sees something they don't like, they have got to tell people. That they don't like it. Have you ever noticed that? You can't keep it to yourself. you got to tell people that I don't, like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. You can't just not like it. you got to tell people. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, there's a, uh, uh, an interesting proverb in chapter uh, t- 10, verse 12. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers all wrongs. You know what that is? Does anyone have a jacket here? Does anyone have a jacket? We're in Texas. Who would wear a jacket? <laughs> Does anyone have something like a jacket? There you go. That jacket will work perfect. That perfect. Oh, look, we're perfect. Okay, that's beautiful. What a nice jacket, too. My goodness. Here, here's what that proverb says. The proverb says the proverb that we just read is 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 anger. It, it like it's like a dust storm. It stirs up conflict. Angry people. You ever notice angry people are always in an argument? You know what I'm talking about? But this is saying love covers. Let me say, it, read it exactly the way, the, the way it's, it's written. It covers over all wrongs. And so he's saying, I want you to love each other. And I want you to have bounds and ties of love. And, and I want it to cover everything that's wrong. So this is what this means. Let's just say hypothetically, I'm a parent, which I am, but I'm a parent, and, and the Sunday school teacher has got mad at my son and put his nose in the corner. Well, that would actually—that was a random example that I just pulled out of thin air. But I just got to feeling it. I was like, man, I'd be kind of ticked off if somebody did that. <laughs> you know, you know, putting my son's nose in the corner. Well, here's a few things that kind of go through my mind. First of all, I'm going to have a conversation with that Sunday school teacher, and if I'm human, while I'm walking out after I gave her a piece of my mind or him a piece of my mind, I'm going to tell people that I just gave them a piece of my mind. <laughs> I want to tell. I want. I know you did, and you want to tell people what you did. But this is what love does. Love covers it up. Watch this. This is what my wife did that irritated the mess out of me. This is it. I wrote it down. Font size nine. There it is. Right there. This is what love does. Covers it up can't even see it. That's what love does. And he's saying, I want you to love each other. Because here's the deal. This Frankie International version, you can get it at the Lifeway bookstore. Here's the deal. So long as you're around people, they are going to irritate you. Why? Because they're people. That's right. So you better have some love because you're going to have to cover a lot up. You're just going to have to cover it up. That's right. Don't come walking out. I don't like, I don't like. I can't believe, I can't believe. Oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. Keep your big mouth shut and then just cover it. Good one. Right? Just cover it up. Now, that kind of love is hard to find, but it is there. And it's available to you. Thank you. Um, So point number two is is Love. Uh, here's some characteristics of lovers. We got any lovers in here? Come on, thank you, thank you. Whoa, let's get some fireworks up in this muck. <laughs> lovers. Here's, I've got three characteristics. Number, number one is that they remember their own faults, thus they don't judge. You know, we we want to be a church full of lovers, you know? Hey, just to remember your thoughts enough to keep yourself from throwing stones, but don't remember them so much that you throw stones at yourself. Yeah. That's right. That was kind of good, huh? Yeah. People who judge other people have bad memories. Oh. Right? Yeah. Tweet that somebody. Yeah. They just have bad memories. They don't remember how much they need Jesus' blood on them. Right? Here's another lover. I like the way you guys are talking back to me. Thank you very much. I like that. Talk back to me. I, I, I preach. Just, just preach back. I know I got the mic, but, I, you know, I'll share. <laughs> Here's a second characteristic. They celebrate strengths and ignore weaknesses. You know... Um, I, I, I kind of hoodwinked my wife uh, We, I, I kind of hid all my weaknesses until we got married <laughs> and I can't cover them up anymore you know I can't cover them up I, uh, she saw them all now what are you going to do with me what are you going to do with me <laughs> you can see them all what are you going to do with me and the people that stay married and say happily married, there's a big difference, right? You ever meet that couple? <laughs> We've been married for 52 years, bless God. <laughs> Tell me about it. Well, no, 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 it's been a hard. I almost killed her five times. <laughs> I'm going to try again tonight. <laughs> But happily married, happily married, you got to be able to look at the weaknesses and just like ignore them. It's like, I didn't know you snore. I didn't know you drool. I didn't know you... <laughs> I didn't know you have bunions. I didn't know you could clear out a room like that. I. I didn't know. I didn't know. Had I known... Now we got problems. Did not know. I didn't know. Didn't know. I did not know. Now what, now, what do we do? Because everybody's breath stinks in the morning, right? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We, we got to focus in on uh, the strengths, focus on them. That's what lovers do. That's what lovers do. Here's number three. Here's something else What lovers do. Refuse to let disagreements last too long. Oh, we're yeah. going to disagree. I mean, yeah. my wife has a right to be wrong, and she uses that right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're going to disagree. But a lover says, hey, this has gone on not long enough. I don't, I don't want to win so bad that I'm going to let this continue to drag on. That's right. There, there's there's other wins that are more important than this win And, and part of it is us talking again, and, and you letting me off the couch and back into my room our room. Sorry <laughs> your room <laughs> You know that's the bigger win That's the bigger win rather than winning the argument you know here's the deal my wife have been my wife and i have been in probably four thousand arguments in 13 years i don't even remember any of them and the ones that i do remember are pretty funny to bring up you remember that time when you you know what i'm talking about i don't even remember them aren't you glad you know you you didn't sell the farm over an argument you're not even going to remember it was a big deal then. I'm not even going to remember it. So, these are characteristics of love. Here's the other hidden thing that he mentioned in, in uh, the chapter 2, uh, verse 3. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In him, there are hidden treasures. Yes. My goodness. In God, there are hidden treasures. Now watch this. The Bible says that in him, we live and breathe and find our being. Do you know what that means? That means we are standing in God right now. That's kind of awesome. In him, we live and breathe and find our being. So we are in God. And Paul is saying, in him are hidden treasures. You can't see them. They're hidden. Now this is important. They're not hidden from you. They're hidden for you. Thank you. It's, they're, they're for you. They're reserved for you. They're waiting for you. They're available for you. And Now, here's the thing. This is super exciting. I was reading about uh, Samson because when I spoke for my dad's church last Sunday, did anyone here enjoy my dad last Sunday? Was that good? Did he do a good job? You can never go visit him. You're not welcome there. Um, uh, So uh, I I preached a a little bit about Samson last Sunday. And while I was studying about Samson, I, I noticed something in the scriptures that just blew my mind. Uh, I didn't use it in my message, but I'm going to use it right now. Uh, Samson's father was was a guy uh, by the name of Manoah. You don't meet many Manoahs in this day and age, but his name was Manoah. And, And an angel appeared to Manoah and told Manoah, your wife is going to have a son named Samson. Well, it was the angel of the Lord. Some theologians believe that it was actually Jesus Christ showing up. It was amazing. But it was an angel of the Lord that showed up to Manoah. And Manoah, his mind was so blown just looking at him. He was like, like you and I would be, right? Just like, oh, my God. And he says, what is your name? And the answer back, you can read about it when you get home in chapter 13, verses 17 and 18... The angel of the Lord says, my name is too wonderful for you to understand. His, just his name. It's so phenomenal that your brain cannot even understand it. It's too wonderful. It's too awesome. It's too amazing. And now when you and I say, I want to get to know the Lord. Well, just his name you're not going to get. So it's an invitation. To get to know him and to pursue him and our brains cannot even wrap around it. So in him are these hidden treasures of wisdom. And that's why we pray. That's why we pray. For these treasures to be revealed to us. The fourth hidden thing that he discusses in chapter 4. I am telling you, this is, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 4. It says, I am telling you this so that no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. Now, deceivers, the, the fourth hidden thing that he talks about. Deceivers. Now, I'll never forget This was years ago. Oh, gosh, it was probably 12 years ago by this point. I was in a staff meeting um, at Lakewood, and uh, Pastor Joel's brother said something that was so, I'll never, ever forget. He says, You know, most people that talk bad about Pastor Joel and blog and tweet and put it on Facebook, he goes, You know who they are? He goes, They're not unsaved people. Unsaved people actually like Pastor Joel. It's it's Christians that bash him the most. And I was sitting there like... He goes, yeah, it's it's people in our own family that bash him the most. Um, Do you know the Bible says, watch out for wolves wrapped in sheep's clothing. It doesn't warn you and say, watch out for shepherds that are wrapped in sheep's clothing. It says, watch out for the person sitting next to you. Watch out for other Christians that can deceive you. Now, in 2 Peter chapter 2, it does talk about teachers and that you're supposed to test teachers, especially people that claim to be prophets. So it's not like you don't need to test us. Either you you need to test everybody, but there's great emphasis on wolves wrapped in sheep's clothing. In other words, watch out for the people in the church that act like Christians, but they're not. And and these Christians that are in the house typically they stick out. With this common denominator, they're just a little bit more right than everybody else. They're just a little bit more right than the preacher. Yeah, the preacher's good. But they have a little bit more revelation. They can hear from God a little bit more clear than everybody else. Now they don't say I can hear from God clearer than everyone else, but it's the undercurrent. Does that make sense? It, you can, Anyone ever met anybody like that? It's like they're a little bit more holy. They're a little bit more right. They're a little bit more dialed in. They're a little bit more sensitive, and they're a little bit more. They're a little bit more holy, and they're not going to come out and say it. But that's the nonverbal. And sheep, innocent sheep, will end up listening to these deceivers. Now, do you back up and go, man, what's wrong? How, how in the world could you be fooled? Well, in Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, it says, And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light, but I am not surprised even Satan disguises himself. So, watch this. Satan, when he goes to lure people away from the church, he doesn't show up as Satan. (laughs) Like we all know, we've all seen pictures of the pitchfork. Like, it's like, (laughs) he shows up as an angel. He doesn't show up in black and red. He shows up in white and bright. And so his minions, people on the earth that are not believers, he disguises them as Christians. Now, they don't show up and go, I'm actually in disguise. No, they believe that they're right. Right. And so Paul is like, man, you guys got to be careful about these people. They really, really believe that they're right. In fact, they're more right than everybody else. They got a revelation. They hear from God. Be careful about these people. You know, the people in the congregation that you should gravitate to are the ones that... Smell that that don't want any credit. Those are the ones you need to gravitate towards. Because humility is attractive. Humility is like Jesus. My wife said just yesterday, she said, you know, this lady right here, I would like for her to mentor me. But that would be the lady that she would have to beg to be mentored by. Because she doesn't think that she's worthy enough to mentor anybody. And here Allie is like, no, 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 you're the one. See, a real humble person, they think that God is great and they're just honored to serve God. That's a person that says, you need to listen to me and follow me. You need to run from them. Um, Here's the last and final one. The hidden thing in chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 6. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. So, number five is passion. You got to continue. You got to keep on keeping on. You got to keep on moving. Keep on moving. sometimes in your walk with God you're going to be able to run sometimes you can't run because the season that you're in is so difficult you can't run and you'll walk and sometimes you'll crawl but you just keep moving forward step by step keep on believing now here's the thing continued growth is contingent on continual pursuit the people who are of the same maturity year after year after year after year. They're not any more wise. Their walk with God isn't any more mature. They don't know anything more about the Lord in a personal way than they did five years ago. That's a reflection of their pursuit. That's a reflection of their pursuing Him. And so your pursuit... Determines how close you are. It's contingent. Um, I want to circle back around. Do you remember when I told you at the beginning of this message that anytime people would mess up, anytime they would sin, they would beat themselves. And so, if they were struggling with lust and they were having sex outside of marriage, and they they know that in the Bible that's wrong, they would like take a hammer and bang themselves with it or whatever they do whip themselves and and Paul's like you guys got to stop doing this because here's the deal I'm going to put it in in these words flesh cannot fix flesh if you struggle with depression you can't like don't be depressed <laughs> like flesh can't fix flesh if if you struggle with um I just feel my spirit kind of lead me to different areas. But if you struggle with discouragement, you can't say, Don't be discouraged. Enough is enough. If you struggle with your self image and self esteem, you can't just decide, I'm gorgeous. Like, you you can't, flesh cannot fix flesh, you can't do it. In fact, it says this in Galatians chapter 3, verse 3. Paul says it a little bit more aggressively. Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? In other words, you gave your life to Jesus through faith and with your Spirit. Well, since that point, have you been trying to fix yourself? I'm going to fix all my problems myself. And he's saying, Whoa, you started your relationship with God in the Spirit. Why'd you stop? Keep your belief, you're trusting that when you die, you're going to go to heaven. Well, keep on trusting. Right. Trust, in area, trust in this area, and trust in this area and trust in this area, and trust in this area and take your problems, take your worries take your concerns, bring it to God for the person that struggles with self-image Lord, I don't like me when I look in the mirror, I don't like me I don't like anything about me you do I don't know how you do help me see me the way you see me yeah, That's right. Amen. Good work. do you see what I'm saying? I'm depressed. I'm down. I'm not seeing the world the way you see the world. Help me to see the way you see. So he's saying, don't don't start your relationship with God in the spirit and then just like end up in the flesh again. So these were five hidden things that he discusses in chapter 2 of Colossians. I can't wait to unpack chapter 3.